Hello, and welcome to another fine addition to the Massacast. Thank you for downloading. And uh, Massacast.com is the website. You can uh, email me there. You can donate. You can listen to older episodes if you, uh, for some reason, don't want to download them through iTunes. That's fine. Hey, no judgments. Um, you can also find links to the people who that I interview. Most of them have websites. You can find them there. Uh, oh, speaking of, uh, of emails, someone did uh, email to... Uh, give me some constructive criticism, which is always great, and suggested I get uh, a new microphone. Actually, change the settings on my existing microphone, but the settings that that he suggested uh, I don't have on my microphone. So, uh, rest assured, I am working to improve the quality of the audio. Um, I have this this dream setup that I want to get for for mobile recording because since most of the stuff is, is done either in Central Park or at someone's house. Um, I do have a plan. I have a plan of action. It's going to cost me around four hundred dollars. I'll get there. Don't worry. It'll just it'll happen. Um, so this week, Dove. If you're not familiar with Dove, Dove is a, a very, a very talented rope bondage expert guru. I guess you could say. He's also uh, he teaches a lot about uh, throwing whips. He, he teaches a lot of stuff about you know just about everything under the sun. And uh, I sat down with him in Central Park, and the, and the interview was was really good. In fact, it's going to be a two-parter. There's a few uh, interviews that we've recorded that there will be two-parters, but I want to tell you that don't worry. If you're a huge Dove fan, there will be part two in another month or two or three. So I, I always start off uh, asking like bio, uh, biographical questions, which sure. I'm sure you've had that a million times, but um, I, I just sort of imagine a five or six-year-old Dove uh, tying up sister's dolls or something like that. Uh, am I... Completely far away from no, actually, uh, actually the my first memory of tying anything up was around like I'd say four or five, and uh, essentially that's um, <clears throat> actually got a funny little story to it. Um, uh, I was reading them when I was like three, two or three, and uh, I had a book of Greek myths, and I was reading the Gordian Knot, and my father had given me his CB book from World War Two, and uh, Siemens book. Yeah, <laughs> and little <laughs> right there. And I was um, uh, try. I decided, okay, I wanted to make a Gordian knot, and I couldn't find it in the section on how to tie knots. So I decided to take all the knots together, <clears throat> put them together, and maybe I'd have a Gordian knot. And I was playing in the bathroom, and I tied the toilet seat down with this plastic string. Well, my father came home, was rather pissed that he couldn't take it past, <laughs> um, but he ended up having to cut the knots in order to get the rope off. So I won, because that's <laughs> how you you solve the Gordian knot. You have to cut it in half. It's, right. the, it's the story of how to, you know, basically jump to a, an answer and, you know, cut through the mess. Right. So, so that was your first experience? That was really? my first thing that I remember, you know, that I, I can actually go, well, wow, I think I, yeah, I remember doing this kind of thing. When I, th- when I look back to when I was a kid, the things that I did most were, tie- you know, Cowboys and Indians. Um, I was the usually the, the the lost Indian who was found by the cowboy and eventually would tie them up and do evil things to them. You know, I I, I knew how to do. Um, when I played uh, uh, doctor as a kid, I, I kind of knew what I was doing. You know, um, you know, it was like I used to make my own little speculum when I was about you know probably about eight. It was okay. I, I re- how would you make cardboard? How would you make this? I had things. I could build stuff. Canal Street was an amazing place to, to find and do things. I used to build these little robots and stuff out of found objects. Was, and also um, around the corner, actually where I first um, found BDSM in, imagery actually, was um, <clears throat> around the corner from my house on to be a garbage depot. 
uh, you can find some amazing stuff on there. And you, you know, I as a kid, I had this fertile imagination that involved you know doing weird things to people. So you know, I made medical toys. It's more of a more of a mad scientist thing, maybe per se. Uh, yeah, mad scientist of uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, remember this is Times, you know, New York Times, you know, uh, Times Square was you know the active Times Square that it was. Yeah. I mean, I started going to uh, porn theater stuff when I was thirteen. Oh wow! Because I was this tall. And put me in an army jacket. I just look like a crazy skinny guy. <laughs> so, and when I realized nobody was looking, I, I did not get carded until I was 17 and three quarters. And I walked into the Pussycat Theater, and the guy goes, "When were you born?" And I just, uh, I said, "Get out." <laughs> I came back an, an hour later, and you know, went into booth. That was, about, you <laughs> was know, he was fine gone. With it then, yeah. Well, he was gone. It was like his shift was over. So. <laughs> So, and at, so at that point, you're so used to being able to go anytime you want, so you were probably was a bit of a... So you're 17 and three quarters. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're, you're... I'd seen things. You've, yeah. already, you've, you've already experienced a hell of a lot. You've mm-hmm. got this active imagination. Oh, yeah. Uh, at what point does it does it go into BDSM? And, and, uh, or, or, or was well, it just something that it wasn't, it wasn't consciously BDSM? It was more like, oh, you met a girl, tie her up. It wasn't until actually that my first epiphany actually was, I think around 14, 14, 15. Um, I was there was a the, there was one of the uh, one of the quarter places on Forty Second Street had was always running B and D pleasures uh, 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 porn uh, S and M porn, mm-hmm. and one of them was Little Oral Annie, who I later found out actually had been in the scene in New York. Oh wow! And I was like, oh god, you know. And, and I just love the fact she had this, you know, she had this you know, really cute look, but she had this sort of like broken look, which kind of worked for me. And I was like, <laughs> it's weird, yeah. Anyway, she, this one video, and I basically, I spent more money dropping Corzin than if I had actually just bought the fucking video. <laughs> right. You know, part of my life. It, it was, you know, I would just go up there and drop in the quarters, and it was like, I had to see the video, and it was like, I think about a year after I did that, I suddenly realized after I'd watched the video maybe five times, and I was like, wait a minute, if I put all those quarters, do, 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 Holy shit, I bought it four times. <laughs> you could, Asshole. You could yeah. have made your own movie with that amount of cash you yeah, threw in not there. not quite, but I could, I could have bought it and, you know, basically, yeah. That was the first time I really put a finger on what it was, you know, I want to do this to some. Like, wow, you can actually do this to somebody. It's not just in your head. It's or, not just in my head. Um, it's not just, um, you know, a fantasy in that sense. And it was pretty cool. So I, I became... Oh, and also, at the time, you also had... Um, Kinematics was over on um, 49th Street, and right above that, on the block above, was um, Avon 7. Avon 7 was the the only SM uh, 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 film house in New York. And if you were in the 49th Street subway, you'd hear their loudspeaker, Welcome to Avon 7. Where you have, we have all the disgusting, dirty things. Watch the women be beaten, tied up, and raped. And you're like, you're in the uh, uh, in the subway, subway listening to this, and you know. <laughs> oh, wow. And when I finally did go there, it was uh, I think it was uh, Velvet Summers. Uh, I had this video. I had done a film room. This was long before a video. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I got to. It, they do, would do a live performance. So she came in, and it was utter slings. I mean, this crappy little theater. You got all these people sitting there, you know. In the in the audience, smoke, um, I'm picturing like a smoke filled. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, no smoking was in, it was wasn't smoke filled, but it was everyone. A lot of people were in you know uh, uh, very loose clothing yes. or, uh, or overcoats. overcoats yeah. yeah, and uh, Velva comes out and basically the boyfriend or whatever master or whatever pushed her around a little, 
and uh, pulled on her nipple rings, you know, had her undress, she did a masturbation show, and then he fucked her. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was SM. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, it, it was, you, you know. It, it wasn't as, as far as they claimed it to me, probably, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. No, at, yeah. at, at this point uh, yeah. in your life, when you're you're just kind of being slowly exposed to, to that area, are you mm -hmm. still... Uh, is is the idea of tying someone up still? I mean, is it pretty big in your head at the yeah. point? Or, yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't do it very often, but yeah. I mean, um, playing with playing with string, playing with rope. Um, a couple of people I tied up, you know, uh, for fun. Mm -hmm. You know, tie somebody down. Uh, you know, I was in college, did that quite a bit actually. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was it was, but it was kind of soft in that sense because. Um, you know, you're you're still raised with that. You know, don't hurt somebody. You know, don't. You're not supposed to hit the girls. Exactly. They don't like it. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> gee, why did it work for Arthur Fonzarelli? Because the girls like it. Yes. Um, I think that was the most startling thing I finally discovered when I finally did enter the scene was that element of, oh wait, being an abusive bastard is actually attractive. <laughs> what the fuck? My mom lied to me, you bitch. You know, sorry, mom. Um, yeah, I, my mom actually found my stash of. Um, some of the uh, some porn I had at one point and sat me down and did the Dove you know this isn't love <laughs> and then you know I'm going yes mom and you know in the back of my head I'm going like yeah ma I fucking masturbate to this yeah, shit right, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course I know it's not love I just want to fuck them yeah, yeah, of course yeah anyway <laughs> um, so when did when did you start I mean well obviously so you know, yeah. going to what would be, become Hellfire would be like the, the first and first introduction to right. it I, I spoke, as, as far as public goes I guess right. but what what was the when did you start doing the other stuff. Organized. When, 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 when was it something that you were... 94, 1994, when I got into Tess mm -hmm. uh, with, a, with a significant other. And uh, basically it was, um, we, uh, uh, she had some questions mm -hmm. and we just went, okay, I found Tess, actually through a gopher. And we went and uh, stayed a very long time. Um, I mean, one of the most important things I can say about places like that is a lot of people have a tendency to dive into organized. Going, oh, we're here, acceptance. Mm -hmm. eh, yeah, okay. Uh, really, I, I have to say, dive into these places. And we'll wait for this buzzer to go by. Um, when you have the chance, if you have the access to these places, dive into them. However, take them as resources. They're not home. Yeah. Uh, there's a larger world out there. You use them to learn about yourself. You use them to learn about, to discover the things that make you tick. What works for you? What do you like? Uh, it's wonderful to dive in and go, oh, I have to learn this, I have to learn that. But you can lose yourself very easily because, well, these are great skills and you can do them. Like, oh, you can throw whips, oh, you can throw canes. But does this make your dick hard? Does it make your cunt wet? Does it, does it click in the back of your head? Um, and knowing all these skills are great, but what are you going to do with them? And then the other thing is, when are you going to leave? I used to, towards the last couple, of, last two years I was on the board, I started uh, doing the uh, uh, intro for the uh, for the um, uh, circle mm -hmm. by going, you know, hi, welcome to Cast, blah, 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 you know, uh, these are the rules. And by the way, I'd just like to thank you all for coming and ask you, when are you leaving? And then I would go to explain it. You know, it wasn't an insult, but simply the fact that way too many people get in the seat and they forget that there's a larger world out there. Yeah. And these are the ones who go like, you know, I've been going to these parties forever and they're all the same people. Well, there's a reason. They are all the same yeah. people and you're one of them. <laughs> now, you have the tools, you know about yourself. 
how do you make yourself a complete person in the larger world? There are more people out there who don't go to events, oh. who are kinkier than you are. Dramatically, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I, they really, those are the people you want to find. And it, it, it's, people have a tendency because they get too comfortable with the fact that organizations are organizations and the little policies and politics that are inside of them that they get lost inside of them. And I think that's where a large amount of burnout comes from. Some people, like you said, use them as a resource. I yeah. think that's a good a good, uh, good, bit of advice because mm-hmm. I think some people will go because, because for some people, some people uh, might take a rope class or take mm-hmm. yeah. a whip throwing class, but it doesn't turn them on at all because they think that they need to know it, right? Right. There's one thing to be taking as many classes as you are to find out what sure. it takes for you. Um, but there seems to be a lot of pressure for people to know everything about everything. Um, for sure. Well, actually, I have a friend who does uh, ethnography, uh, who's doing an eth- did an ethnography uh, study on, on the local scene. She did oh. interviews and stuff like that, and I can't really talk about it too much, but because uh, it's not pub- uh, it's partially published or something like that. But it, it's um, how to put this exactly. Um, there is an element. Something she picked up is, and there is an element is that um, to be successful in the scene, you must know things. Uh, the more um, it, it's like. Um, you know the old disco circuit. You know the the, the shiny you are, the more the, and you can move. The girls like you. In the scene, it's the more toys and, and way you can use them. But you have to balance that between toyitis and ability with the toys. It's yeah. like there are guys who walk into paddles or any of the clubs with you know this giant warehouse box of of you know they bring their own pod of of toys. But are they any good with it? No. But they have all the good toys. Then there are people who bring in you know maybe about the same size, but the people play with them because fuck they know their toys or, yeah. or you'll have someone who just comes like yourself yeah. you walk in you might just have one whip with you right. and that's it and that's my, that's my toy bag you, of the day yeah. yeah and then you've got a long line sure. of people because fuck it I know my toys. exactly you know, but see what you said about you know I, I'm all for I mean I'm very much for skills are great thing to have I mean it's you know you have the resources go have fun learn skills um, don't be deterred if they're too hard because people have a tendency to think, oh, I've seen that person, he makes whips look so easy. And then they get there and they're like, why doesn't this fucker crack? Yeah. And it's like, because you actually have to learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when I do like my cl- when I do my whip classes. Not that I'm making fun of anybody, but it, it's interesting when you have somebody come in and they've bought their new whip and, and they're like, it's stiff. It won't crack. I go, really? And I pick it up, I go, bang. And it says, no, it works. It works. And <laughs> now let's work on your form. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Um, but the the like you're saying about the uh, uh, oh actually I'll give you an example I, uh, uh, sort of what I mean by this but um, uh, there was a girl I owned for about two years and she acted she was my demo b- uh, bottom for a, a rope class a uh, number of years ago uh, well over six years ago, about seven years ago and um, we had this guy come in and he, and his his thing was. I know you're this great guy with rope, and I want you. I have this date Friday, and you're going to teach me everything I need to have a great rope date next week. I'm like, well, I'll show you a couple of things. Now, end of the class, after I've done a very simple thing, you know, just basic two golem ties, a couple of neat little tricks. How did the fact that all you need to know is all the knots that are in your shoelace? Forget about all the fancy knots. You know, you know, it's like uh, uh, naughty boys are wonderful, but you know, forget what they got. You know, okay, just you know, square knot and a half inch, and. He was like, okay, and he almost got nothing. It was like he was having a lot of He said, I'm taking your next class, but I think I'm going down over to, over to Purple Passion buying some leather cuffs. I said, I'll see you next class. He came back. He actually did show up for the next class. Okay. But he was, he was, 
he was so, you know, this is going to be easy. Well, not so much. Can you tie your shoes? You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm all for, I want, I actually want people to learn stuff because um, you may not, it may not be your kink, but it's a great way to meet people. Of course. You know, it, it's, it is kind of the social lube in a sense. You know, um, <laughs> you know it, it's, it's the maximum lube of, of kink. <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. So one, one thing, and this is purely out of, uh, for greed, Go for uh, it. Um, my own personal gain, is that you have a lot of people coming to you asking you to play. Um, Actually, not so much. That's you really don't think so? I mean, I mean, just well, in the stories so far today, you've, you've said that people have come up to you and say, "Hey, can we do a, a, a rope tie?" Maybe, oh. maybe you're, ty- you're referring to play differently than I would consider play. But um, uh, it, it's I, listen. I, I think I'm more oblivious to people coming on to me, so I, I will. I will. I'll couch that as I'm not aware of it, but it seems to. Happen. <laughs> I'm oblivious of it as well. Yeah, um, yeah basically. If, so if, since since if you don't want to, if you want to be modest, that's quite that's all right. right. Um, <laughs> What is the? What would you say is the trick uh, for guys uh, or for, for anyone, male, female, down and submissive? Uh, what is the trick to finding play partners? Oh, I got a good one for this one. This actually, I, I love this one. Um, actually, you're you're gonna hate this answer. Okay. It, it is so simple. And and are you ready? Yes. The answer is clean underwear. Uh, seriously, uh, clean underwear, uh, socks, dress nicely. Uh, be pleasant, polite, shake hands, introduce yourself, don't stand by the corner, uh, involve yourself around with people, be erudite, don't, you know, have, have things to say, don't be a bore. Um, if people, uh, you know, as you, as people get to know you, they'll, they'll bring you into their circle and say, hey, that, that dude's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And I know this works because I actually have a story about somebody who, um, I, I won't use the name because we're not overly friendly these days, but it's a wonderful story and I always have to use it. And this gentleman um, at the time was uh, a young guy, uh, always wore suits, very polite, very nice. And he came up to me one night and he said, look, you're, 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 you know, I'd just like to ask you, you're always, you're always, you're always surrounded by people, you're always, so you may be playing and you have all these cute girls and stuff like that. Um, what's the secret? And I went, Clean underwear and just kidding. <laughs> and I said, you know, just do everything that your mom taught you to do in public in polite society. I mean, it doesn't matter the fact that you're you're wearing leather and we're all kinky or whatever. The reality of it is we're all raised to, you know, be polite to people, mm-hmm. to you know, there's the social graces. And the better you are at your social graces, the more people want to, to know you. So, you know, he thanked me for it. And about a year later, um, he was bent over we were at paddles, this is the old paddles when it was at mm-hmm. Steel Chamber. And he was bent over a, a uh, uh, spanking bench and a friend a mutual friend had a, a humongous strap on buried in his ass. I mean it was just reaming his ass out. It's one of his first things. He's strewing sweat. And he's he's there and he just he just Duff, come here. And I'm I'm like he's being reamed and I just <laughs> he just grabs my arm and goes, Duff, do you remember when I asked you how do I get people to play with me? And I said, yeah, I do. Said, How the fuck do I get them to stop? <laughs> so I, I'm pretty damn sure I, that that <laughs> advice. Your advice seemed to have worked. My advice seems to have worked. But seriously, it, it's uh, a lot of people, they get in the scene, they're, they're like, they're gorgeous. They're pretty. I mean, you know, uh, especially women. Why, thank you. Yes. And you look wonderful in dress too. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a lot of women, you know, they, they you know, they, they, they think I'm a woman, therefore. And... They stand around, can't understand why guys don't come up to talk to them. Because you're standing there looking, imp- you know, you're, you're impossible to approach. Yeah. Um, which is wonderful if that's what you're trying to project. But if, you know, like, um, actually, the remember the, the girl I was talking about who, who uh, basically everyone had to throw me at mm-hmm. at, at uh, uh, that event? Um, she basically is this very gorgeous model-like 
Russian background. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, I looked at her and all I kept saying was Prodom. Yeah. No, no, this was, <laughs> no, do me, tie me up. Yeah, this is, yeah. you know, total bomb. Um, but the image she project, projected and the fact that she was very quiet around me, um, I'm like, okay, because I'm, you know, what she was projecting was, I'm a gorgeous girl, come over, talk to me, you want me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at her and going, hi, let's talk about Apple Jacks. Yeah, you know, sure, I'm, sure. you know, okay. Um, but this goes for guys and girls. I've seen guys who come in, they've got all their toys and everything. They're walking around their lethic. They don't talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, um, they don't introduce it. They stand in the corner. They're in the dark. They're looking evil. Yeah, right. Okay. Nobody's going to come over to you looking evil. Yes. you got to come over and talk to people. Exactly. You know, there's a little language thing. And and that's the key is, is socialize. Um, it, the, the same thing in, in, in regards to, like, uh, looking for people online, I've always found. Uh, I've amazingly not found, I've never had a problem finding people online. I will just find them. I used to be on IRC, uh, IRC a lot. IRC is uh, Internet, Internet Relay chat. chat. Yes, yes. The, the, the original IRC. This is before AOL, Insta, you know, yes. before all those chat rooms and stuff. Yeah. This was the original chat room. Yeah, this is the original chat, yeah. And I was on, uh, uh, my, my handle app was uh, uh, JASPA, J-A-S-P-A. I used to hang out on the old FNET servers. And the, uh, the, those are the first five letters that didn't get me nick collided off of the old servers. Because mm-hmm. when servers were split off, uh, if somebody else had your nick on the other server and came back, whichever joined first, yours would get kicked off. Yes. The whole thing was meeting people online was that I would talk to people. And people would start talking to me and suddenly we'd have conversations. Mm-hmm. You had people who, who, who go to places online, they set up a, you know, their, their notation, their thing, whatever. And there's A, there's a lot about them. But it's really bad. You know, like I've seen some great descriptions and people put up like the worst photo they could of themselves. Yeah. You know, or worse yet, they you know like, you know, hi, I'm a I'm a whore, and they put up you know a, a cunt shot or a dick shot, and that's all they put up. And it's like, well, what about you? Uh, <laughs> somebody actually sent me a lovely picture of themselves, and I said, thank you for not sending me a cunt, mm-hmm. because it was like, uh, I, you're a person now. You're yeah. not just this object. But I would talk to people, and you have to remember that you're going to have like hundreds of people who are going to approach you online and are going to be worthless. Recognize who they are, lose, lose, you know, learn, lose, learn the signs, lose them, and you're going to have to win them. Yeah. They're there. It just keep at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all relative. So you're saying be normal. Yeah. Basically, Scott, shockingly enough, um, <laughs> the normal you are, the more kinky, weird, fucked up play you will possibly get. <laughs> this is the control voice telling you, you know. Shocking enough. We're starting to get rain okay, on here, but I hope re- you're willing to record with me again. We'll soon, record, my friend. most definitely. This has been delightful, and we'll, we'll definitely do this again. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Thank you again to Dove. You can find his website on massacast.com. Coming up in the next episode, my friend Goddess Coco. So I pl- I have played with switches and let them top me, which is interesting because I have to say I'm the most twisted fucks. <laughs> switches are very twisted because they've seen both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> so I can't wait. This is going to be so much fun. I hope you I uh, hope you stick around and subscribe or just uh, set your calendar to check the website again in another few weeks. Oh yes, Twitter. There's also a Twitter account now. You know you've made it when you have your own Twitter account. Go to mastercast.com and you can find all the details there. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.